Hello and welcome to a Black Friday edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time we take a look back at all of Thanksgiving's games, take a look forward to week 12, and appreciating that most wonderful of Thanksgiving traditions, watching the Lions lose. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Thank you for listening to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. I'm Josh Atkins and Neil Tarver. Neil, how was your Thanksgiving with your family? You know, pretty low-key. Uh, we did our stuff on Sunday because I had family in town then, so yesterday was just kind of chill. Nice. We uh, were in Syracuse. Uh, apologies for not recording on Thanksgiving. We did have plans to do it, and then... Um, listen, uh, my And fiance's... then Josh had to spend time with his family and loved ones like a loser. Well, and uh, they like to have fun, and uh, I knew it was not appropriate to record. And then we watched the World Cup, and it I've had to sober up the last three hours because um, I had a drink during that game. It was stressful. America but- was so close to scoring and winning that game so many oh. times. And if they had done that, it would have been called soccer. That's the rules. It is the fucking rules. You're welcome, England. We tie, so we tied, so the Cold War remains. It does. But just know, if we ever beat them or any of the major people in a World Cup game, it's soccer now. And that's how this fucking works. We want Brazil. If we can be Iran on Tuesday, give us Brazil. Well, it's been a fun run to the round of 16. Also, <laughs> the phrase, if we can beat Iran, then we want Brazil is a hell of a, it's a hell of a leap. Listen, we beat <laughs> Brazil and we call it soccer. That's the rule. We just slowly take over different languages. If you beat Brazil, Portuguese, it's soccer now. If we beat Spain and Spanish, it's soccer now. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's stick to American football. The point is we wanted to bring up the World Cup. Please watch Tuesday. Root for the boys to go to the round 16. All they have to do is beat Iran after Wales fucking choked in the 98th minute to the ambassadors. Yeah, all you have to do is you have to root for the Yanks, which admittedly the Yanks sounds like some sort of horrible chronic disease brought about by masturbation, but it's our team, so root for the Yanks. Root for America, damn it. All right, let's move on. Three games on Thanksgiving, and actually all three games were really good. They We didn't have a blowout this year unlike previous years. I'd Although, say the middle one kind of got The middle one was fine. People were napping, including my fiance's cousin was napping. And the uh, Giants in the second half. Yeah, so let's start with the first game. I was so fucking close to getting it right. I'm like Lions, you did me dirty. Um, the Bills won the game. Um, my concerns over Josh Allen are still valid, but he did play better. Honestly, he, for most of this game, he looked kind of off. I think at one point in the fourth quarter, he was under fifty percent on pass completion, which is not good. It's never good. But you have to give credit to Josh and Stefan Diggs. When it came to their final two drives, they stepped the fuck up and they won them that football exactly. game. And honestly, that was the difference in this game. When they needed it, Josh Allen gave it to the Bills. When the Lions needed it, Jared Goff certainly tried. He was he had a 78. Goff had a 78.4 QBR and Josh had 70.1. Um, somebody mentioned his delivery, like when he throws, is what it was his rookie year since the arm injury 
his arms hurt. You can tell he's laboring. Yeah, I mean, he can't. I, but they are running the ball so much better. And they're going to have to do that probably the rest of the year. That arm's not going to be the same till next season. Which is a shame because, I mean, they've, they've, they beat Cleveland pretty well, but they lost to the Vikings post-injury. They honestly, they should have won by more against Cleveland. And then they survived a close one here where if Jared Goff makes that one throw on their last drive or Dan Campbell's clock management isn't mystifying, there's a chance the Lions win this game. And you can go, oh yeah, but they're running the ball better. Great. But that means they don't have that kind of top level explosiveness that you need to win in the AFC because back in the background, Kansas City's there. And they're the measuring stick. I mean, do I actually think the Bills, if Josh is healthy, I think the Bills have the more rounded team. Yes. But even in that case, you still need the firepower, the explosiveness to keep up with Kansas City. And I think with the Josh in his current form, it's a little more touch and go. So they they need to hope that arm heals up quick. Yeah. Sorry if you heard some in the background video play when I was looking at uh, the box score for ESPN. If you don't hear it, great. If you do, apologies. Um. Isn't that why you're wearing headphones? I am, but I was playing through my headphones, so I'm scared if it went through. So okay. hopefully it didn't. But um, it's um, it's very concerning. I just I can't crown them a contender if Josh continues to throw like this. I just you can't. Um, on the flip side, Von Miller injury they d- avoid devastating news on that. It's just um, and potentially. Yeah, it's not an ACL, but I mean, he's not going to play probably till the playoffs. Yeah, if it's a if if he has to have surgery on it, there's no way that's not like a six or seven week recovery time. Right, and then they got to go on the road to Foxborough. Okay, that Thursday. game's not that scary. I know, but you still it's a division opponent. It's always tough for them. Their brutal part of the schedule is coming up, so I don't really think New England's that bad. But it's going to be their gut check against the Jets who they've already lost to this year. I know it's the Jets, but we'll see what they look like with somebody else under center now that Zach Wilson's third string, which, by the way, he's very sorry, guys. Um, Then you play Miami again, and then you play Chicago and Cincinnati, who both have the ability to put up points on you, especially with the Bills' defense continuing to look suspect down the stretch. Yeah. So they need to bow up because – They've already lost ground to Kansas City. Kansas City's entering a much easier part of their schedule with multiple games against the Broncos, the Raiders. They play the Rams this week. And that's your competition. And beyond even that, you still have to win your goddamn division. So it's gut check time for the Bills. Um, This real quick, and I want to talk about the Lions real quick. Hey, Bills fans. Um, I was at the Sabres game Wednesday. Not everybody in Buffalo is a Bills fan. If you're listening to this, don't say go Bills to random people. This saying. Okay. As somebody who lives in the Kansas City area, and no matter what sporting events you go to, at the end of the national anthem, you can almost always hear and the home of the Chiefs. That's different. It's I'm not, saying though. no, yes, it is. <laughs> no, this is completely different because I'm literally trying to leave the arena and people are yelling to me, go Bills. Because I was wearing a Sabres beanie. And because I've adopted it as my second team. Like just because I like the Sabres doesn't mean I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I don't know. It's just something I had to say on tape. Both of us are doing our best on this podcast. Get burned alive at the stake by our home fan bases. We're trying. With the ironic part being that I'm actually a fan of the home fan base team. I almost said go Lions. But I thought better. I didn't want to die. 
Who's going to beat you up for being a Lions fan? If anything, they'd be like, oh, you poor thing. Do you need some, like, water? Some? Do you need a drink? I think you need a drink. Who's going to beat up a Lions fan? Their life is miserable enough. You don't need to add salt to that wound. You know what? Being a Lions fan can't be that bad right now, though. No, they're fun. They're fun, but, like, Dan Campbell needs to be a bit better. Because when they get good, he can't be doing this shit. His game management was suspect. At the end of the first half, I don't know why they weren't trying to run the clock down more. They could have. They could have let it go to the two-minute warning. They could have run some plays, and they could have either burned Buffalo's timeouts or at least got the clock down further. So Buffalo didn't have basically a minute and a half and three timeouts to get in the field goal range, which is exactly what they did. And then at the end of the game, they hit that big, long play on second and 15. They read it to third and one. And Dan Campbell just kind of sits there for a couple of seconds and then calls a timeout. Like, Dan, buddy, you got to go. You can win. You're at the 30-yard line. You could win this game. Yep. So, yeah, that's a little disappointing. But honestly, how much has he been in that situation yet? You live and you learn. Yep. Moving on, uh, the Cowboys wore their correct uniform. Yes. Yes, they did. Please make that your permanent home jersey i understand tradition with the white the gray helmet the gray pants i get it we respect it please just add that to your repertoire that's why you won it doesn't matter how good michael parsons is doesn't matter how good tony pollard is it's the uniforms damn it please wear them permanently i got nothing else the giants just don't have enough offensive weapons to compete with the top of the nfc that's the problem with their team and we said that all year it's Saquon or Daniel Jones, and that's all they got. Yeah, I mean, they were they were trying to get big plays for backup tight ends in this game. I mean, you're right. They just don't have the weapons, especially when in the first half, the defense did a good job, forced a couple picks from Dak Prescott, got them out to the lead in that game. But in the second half, they just couldn't do that, and then they got torched repeatedly by Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb trying to one-up each other catching the ball. Yeah. So, they yeah, they just didn't have the weapons. I thought the Giants played well, but they are starting to fall back to earth, which I think we were all kind of expecting. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The Sunday night, or not Sunday night, Jesus, I'm sorry. My days are all mixed up. The Thursday night game on NBC I thought was spectacular. I thought that was a great football game. Also, can we have Tony Dungy and Jason Garrett in the booth from now on? I don't like Jason Garrett. I thought he was fine. He's better than Collinsworth. Really? Oh. I I don't know. He just sounds too, the same problem I have with the USFL, he just sounds too robotic. I guess also um have Tony you seen Romo him smile? Sh- Looks like it was programmed. Tony Romo needs to get his shit together. He's gone really lazy. Compared to when he first came on. I don't know. It, it's just a little lazy. Yeah, it's almost like he's not in his first year doing it anymore. Like fatigue sets in. He I think he's still the best in the biz at play a uh, color. Maybe Greg Olson over on Fox. I like Greg. I like I Greg like a lot. Greg but a no, lot. Tony's still the best. I just I wish Tony would bring it again. Moving on. I thought this was a spectacular game. I thought both quarterbacks played well. I thought the Patriots' offense wasn't too vanilla, finally. It's still malpractice what they're doing to Mac. I thought he looked better. And Kirk Cousins finally won a primetime game. Can I pose you a question? I have I have an answer to your question. What would the Vikings' record be without Justin Jefferson? Awful. <laughs> I think they'd be like 2-9. and nine. Like... <laughs> Literally, Adam Thielen doesn't catch that touchdown without Justin Jefferson getting tri- triple teamed. No, you literally like even he got double teamed twice. 
You have to put three bodies on this dude. He's that fucking good. He is Randy. This he is this era's Randy Moss. He is. He may not have the top end speed that Randy had. He has everything else. I I mean I don't know how the Vikings get Guinness, but Jesus. I mean, yeah, they got Diggs, they got Thielen, and then they they got rid of Diggs. You're like, okay, but what's the chances you can replace a wide receiver like that? Apparently pretty fucking high is the answer there. <laughs> but he's yeah, the no. fastest receiver in NFL history to have 100 games or 100 receiving yards <laughs> in the shortest – in the, what was – he had 20 – he has 21 games of 100 receiving yards, the most ever in NFL history. That's what it is. I told you I had some beers. I'm like somewhat sober trying to do this. I apologize. Who is that Browns tackle that was there forever? Um, Joe Thomas. And they had the first offensive lineman ever. They they forgot the rest of the stats. It was just (laughs) the first offensive lineman ever. (laughs) Something like that stat. But anyway, no, Justin Jefferson is just, he's that team. He is, he is far and away been, I'd argue the most valuable non-quarterback offensive player in the league this year. You could make He's an argument what for Debo Tua. was for the Niners last year. It's just Justin doesn't go in the backfield. He did this game. He threw a freaking pass. By um, the way, that pass was on the money. It was a, a dart. Like, let Justin spin the ball a little bit, y'all. Like, five attempts. That's all was, we're asking. If he's throwing, then he can't catch it unless. Um, <laughs> but. But that's the thing. Justin Jefferson's a dominant force. He's making some unbelievable catches out there right now. He is at a, such a high level, and it's raising the tide of the Vikings right now. Because there's some times where, yeah, Kirk Cousins will randomly overthrow a dude to the safety five yards behind him, and you're like, Justin, what the fuck? Or not Justin, Kirk, what the fuck? But other than that, like, they had a pretty nice game in this game. Their defense played well enough considering who they were up against, which is not very good. Well, there the was a... Patriots offense was actually pretty good that they, game. No, I agree. The the they were they were much better in this game. And they still I don't think were that great. They benefited on some short fields. They got some decent production in the run game. Sometimes I think Ronald Stevenson had a couple of decent runs or passes. I can't remember which, what if their passes or runs, the little pop passes get me. Um, they were probably, they were screens and passes, but they had a couple nice pop plays, but they just don't have a consistent enough offensive output to like keep up in games like this. And that shows again and again and again. And no Mac Jones, no matter how many interviews you give saying like, oh, wow, I love Matt Patricia. Now he's coached me. He's like, yeah, yeah. No, he don't. You've gotten markedly worse since he showed up. So markedly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's Matt. I will say every week on this podcast, I will say it to people that are not Patriots fans that know that Patriots fans know this. Mm-hmm. They're not dumb. They know good quarterback play. They know good offensive play. What they are, what Bill is doing to Mac Jones is bullshit. You don't waste a first round pick on a guy that led your team to 10 wins. They were 10 and seven or 11 and seven last year. Yeah. I think 11 and six. Or and something. then he regresses because they don't have a true offensive play caller. I actually think they have decent enough weapons. I like Jacoby Myers is more of a slot guy, but he's fine. Nelson Aguilar's had a nice rebound year with them. Rashawn, uh, Ramon Stevenson's been a great running back for them with that offensive line without Andrews or starting center. Like this Patriots seems to be, they should be so much better if they had a guy that knows how to call offensive plays and not us playing Madden. Let's just be honest. Yeah. 
So there's one there's one bit of business we probably need to address in this game. The no call. Like the the overturn. That was bad. Catch. That was a touchdown. Like how did he not control that? I don't I watched the replay a couple times. It hits the ground, his arms underneath it the whole time. Yeah, it kind of pops, squirts free as he comes up, but it never touches the ground unless they're saying a little bit of the ball touched the ground while he was already grasping it. I like your theory of calling catches, if you want to explain it for people that don't know. Is it's that when... like seven guys in a bar? <laughs> seven guys in a bar? <laughs> no, it's whenever, it, when running backs get the handoff, they have possession, right? As soon yeah. as they have the ball in their in their arm, belly, whatever, that's possession, right? Why can't we just do that with a fucking catch? What is like? I understand if it's a bobble, but the minute they got their hands on the ball, it's a catch. And like, and it's not even so far that it's that. How are you? I thought they got rid of surviving the ground. I thought so too. It just, I, it's not it's consistent. Still, it's been better. Because I can't remember the last time we talked about my favorite NFL game, which is what's a catch. But it's still moments like this. Realize how oblique and just kind of confusing the NFL catch rules are. And they've got to figure it out because like the roughing the passer thing, it's not a good look. I know no press is bad press, but it's not a good look if everyone's looking at your a game and an important game in primetime going, what the fuck is that? And that's yep. what people are doing on this catch because at no point did he not have control of that ball, in my opinion. It popped out as he was coming free, but it never touched the ground. That's a touchdown. And you just need to get your shit together, NFL. I don't know that's if that changes the game, but it would have been nice for New England to have the lead, right? I think they would have had a three-point lead at that point. Yeah. it. it it's Look, I'm with you. Do I think it wins them the game? No, but it would have been a seven-point lead. I, just, I don't time, know how... Like in the World Cup, let's go back to that. They can have VAR have shit down to a scientific thing, right? Where they can have an offsides machine with cameras with the finger be offsides. Is it tacky? Sure. But it's the right call. And nobody's going to be upset about that. Why can't we do that in the National fucking Football League? Well, the reason we can't Why? do VAR in the NFL is because a lot of these things are judgment calls. Offsides they shouldn't is not, be, though. Offsides is – but that's the thing. Like, what's PI is a judgment call. It always will be. That that part's very... fine. I'm talking about catches, fumbles, knee down. Those should be easily reviewable in less than 30 seconds. Instead, it takes 15 minutes sometimes. I'm sorry. It should never take – same with targeting in college football. It, 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 as soon as you see a band, well, let's move on. What was the time on, on the clock? I, I just can't. It's just 2022. This is not 2005. I'm sorry. I can't. Fair enough. I, I can't disagree if with you I can that. see it on this phone driving home from Syracuse, New York to Rochester, New York, then they should call a catch. I'm done. I'm good. I'm better. I'm better. Get it all out. It's all right, we're good. This we're is good. a safe space. I I just can't stand the backwardsness that this country does. This is a this is a TED talk with Josh. <laughs> I firmly believe America does not care about being better when it comes to being more progressive, as far as we can improve shit. 
instead of being status quo. And, and your stance on this is the NFL officiate. <laughs> yeah. Think okay. about it. We're, we're very status quo as a country. We don't believe in improving something until it's last minute. Think of COVID-19 with remote working, right? We wait until the last second to do that shit. And we're kind of doing that with the NFL with reviews. You can say the same thing with the NBA. You can say the same thing about NHL. Right? The NHL doesn't even do the VAR offsides. Like they the World should. Cup does. They That's should. just my point. It's just so much status quo. I can't stand that shit. Let's just improve it. We have the technology. Let's fucking use it. And that's my TED Talk. I can explain the NHL one, though. Canada's at least 10 years behind the rest of the world. So for them to implement VAR, it will need to be like 2030. Yeah. Now you go. You ready to go through the rest of the games? Yeah, let's do the shit. Okay. So sorry to send a message. Let's go through them. Uh, the first game on Sunday is Bucks Browns on Fox. The Bucks are favored by three and a half. I don't like that. I don't either. I feel like it's a trap. Yeah, because I feel like the Browns have been better than people have been saying. Although, to a worrying degree, honestly, because like their offense hasn't been bad. With Jacoby under center, it hasn't. They've had their moments. I've been pretty they've impressed been, with yeah, what they've Jacoby's been, a been doing. Reasonable offensive team with a mainly a bunch of almost wins most of the time. Like they almost beat Baltimore, they almost beat the Chargers, but they almost beat Buffalo, kind of. Which kind of raises the question. So this is the last week without Deshaun, right? Uh, two more. Yeah, this is it. Does this, this team become a winner once Deshaun gets back? No, because it's going to take him time. Now, if he just all of a sudden comes out in a blades of glory, then sure. Like, cool. I'm with it. You know, whatever. It's I'm going not... to take. Well, I'm not either. Deshaun's a piece of shit. But <sighs> I think it's stinky because I think the Bucks blow him out. Really? They're coming off of a bye week. Tom okay. finally has all this off the field distraction stuff off the table for a few weeks now. I I see Tom just lighting this Browns defense up. You're not worried I, about Miles Garrett against that O line. Tom will get the ball out quick enough. Give me the Bucks covering. What's the line? Three and a half. Yeah, give me the Bucks in the cover too, but only by a touchdown. I think this would be a close game. I think the Buccaneers defense is not good. I think we need to adjust in our heads that this Buccaneers defense isn't that good. No. And that this this Cleveland team can move the ball. I could see Cleveland winning. I'm a little concerned about Jacoby doing something dumb more so than I am about Tom, and that's what's shifting the favor for me as and as well as Tampa Bay coming off a bye. So I'll choose Tampa and I'll choose them to win by like a touchdown, but I could see Cleveland easily winning this game. That's fair. Uh, Bengals Titans in a really big AFC game in Tennessee. Ooh, uh, the Bengals spicy. The Bengals are actually fair by two and a half. And I don't like that because I think it's an overreaction to what they did in Pittsburgh. And I the don't. Titans are not Pittsburgh. No, the Titans actually have an offense. As much as I have given them a lot of shit, their offense has been humming lately. 
and the Titans have a defense. Like they have some good guys up front. Um, is Jeffrey Simmons the one that's not hurt? <laughs> yeah, he's their track. defensive tackle. That's just an absolute unit. Yeah, they have some good players up front who can tamp down on that run game, which Cincinnati's overly reliant on. And they have good outside corners. I will say Jamar Chase is tw- questionable. I don't care if Jamar's there. I, I don't. Oh, wow. This Titans defense is really good. They are really, really good. It's a revenge game, too. Yeah. Mike Rabel will find ways to take it away. And this Cincinnati defense is not as good as they were last year. Give me Tennessee in this game. I agree. Give me Titans outright, obviously, with the cover. Um, Texans Dolphins are going to play a game. And the Dolphins are going to win that game. Do you need any more analysis? I need to know if you think they'll cover two touchdowns. Yes. I, I would agree with that. I I know they're starting Kyle Allen, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're finally starting Kyle Allen because yeah. they're finally like, yeah, Davis, this this is I don't know why they're not keeping starting Davis. He's doing exactly what you need him to do, and that is fucking Yeah, loose, this so. whole this whole bullshit, like, oh, we're trying to win games. Like, no, you're not. No. You're gonna get your first round pick. You're going to get the Browns first round pick. Like, stop your bullshit. We know what you're doing. We accept it. Their fan base should be accepting it, and they're going to be much better for it. Um, Jets Bears in the in the Meadowlands. The Jets are favored by six. Justin Fields is questionable with that shoulder injury. Oh, yeah. Mike White is starting. And honestly, this Jets offense will probably pop. Because Zach's inability to play quarterback. Give me the Jets at the cover. I don't like that Justin's hurt. It's too if, scary. If Justin wasn't hurt, I would be actually be more on board with the Bears to win this game. Because I think even with Zach Wilson, this offense isn't great in New York. But I think with Justin out, that takes away, oh, the only weapon Chicago has, consistent weapon Chicago has an offense. And it yeah. greatly limits their potential to do explosive things in the run game. So yeah, give me New York, give me the cover. Um, Commanders Falcons. I think this is gonna be a be really a fast one. game because both teams like to run the ball. But I just don't trust Mariota being the quarterback, and the Commanders fair by four. I also like Washington's defense better in this game. Uh, give me Washington. Chase Young. I think they're holding him off for a little bit more, aren't they? I think so, but they need to get him some game reps before a wild card appearance. Because that's coming. Yeah, now, they're they're not heater right now. America, if you have to watch this game, I want to apologize. It is Neil's Broncos. <laughs> no, no don't even Panthers. joke about that. Yeah, I'll, I'm fine with the Panthers one. The Broncos are somehow favored by one. I don't know how. Sam Darnold starting. Maybe that he'll throw two pick sixes. I don't know. But it's Carolina. The Carolina's been terrible. Have you seen the Broncos? I know, but it's Carolina. Have you seen the Broncos attempt to play offense? I have, but I've also seen the Panthers attempt to play offense. All the Panthers have to do is score more than 10 points and they win. I'm not sure they do that against the Broncos defense. Can we pick a tie? Is that possible? I want to. I'm picking Denver in this game. It's going to burn me two weeks in a row, but look. They just they should be better than Carolina. This is not an endorsement of Broncos football. This is a Carolina is god awful. 
they should be better than Carolina. Their defense can take away the one guy they can throw to in DJ Moore because of Patrick Sertan the second. Yep. Their run defense is really stout and offensively they might do something. Yeah, I'll take the Broncos covering the one point. So they got yeah. win by two. Or we get a push. But good God. What an awful game. Um, Baltimore heads down to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Ravens are fair by three and a half. This, hmm. this seems fishy. No, I don't think so because Jacksonville is kind of sunk. They started off hot and they've kind of sunk in the earth. I like Baltimore to win this game. And I like Jacksonville to win. Okay. I like Baltimore to win this game and I like them to cover. Because this feels like the kind of game where they come out and march all over a bad Jaguars defense. Can I tell you why I think the Jags win? No, go for it. Yeah, I'm here. I, I really don't trust the Ravens offense at all. I really don't. They put 13 on Carolina. Look, man, I agree, but I agree that that's an issue, but it, when they've had bad games this year, they usually bounce back the next couple of games, like 17 against Cincinnati. No, actually, no, they've been relatively in the 20s. Are you going to change? No. Okay. No, I just don't – I don't like this Jacksonville team. They just don't have – enough and i will say this since their additions of roquan smith the baltimore defense has been pretty good it's been it's been much better but their offense has got to help that defense i agree uh late slate four games thankfully and not three which has been awful uh chargers cardinals in arizona the chargers fair by three uh i think kyler is a game time decision he's been playing a lot of call of duty probably Get himself Sorry. mentally healthy. Couldn't help help myself. Chargers fair by three. Um, I feel like this is a game the Chargers have to have. I know the Cardinals have to get it for their sake of staying in the hunt for the wild card spot, but the, it's done. That drumming they took on Monday night, it's over. Yeah, I'm with you. L.A. just got off a admittedly crushing defeat to Kansas City, and they need to do everything they can to stay in the wildcard hunt in the AFC. They're also desperate. Give me the Chargers. They're just a better football team. Yeah, I like them covering three points to you as well. I do as well. I do. Oh, uh, well. Raiders, Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks, and let's not talk about the Raiders, please. Yeah, like Seahawks are going to cover the four. Yeah, no, Seahawks. Yeah, give me the Seahawks. It's this abysmal what they are doing in Las Vegas. Just abysmal. Hmm. Uh, uh, Rams, Rams Chiefs, are you going to that game? I am actually, yes. You can enjoy a 15 and a half point spread? I am, yes. Like, you're taking it? Well, hold on, I'm not sure I'm going to take it, but quick, nah, who's the Rams starter in this game? I can't remember. It's not Stafford. He's out probably the rest of the year. Drum roll, please. Bryce Perkins, come on down. Oh, <laughs> University no. of Virginia, represent. Let's go Wahoos. Yeah, give me the Chiefs by four touchdowns. I know there's the Cavaliers, but I feel like Wahoos is a nickname. I may have just embarrassed That's uh, Virginia Wahoos. Tech, ain't it? No, they're the Hokies. That's right. It is the Wahoos for Virginia then. But they're the Cavaliers. They also call themselves the Wahoos sometimes. Yeah, I thought so. 
Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll round back to that. But yeah, give me the Chiefs in this game. The the Rams were a sorry-ass outfit with Stafford playing and Cup playing. Cup's hurt. Stafford's hurt. Their O-line still sucks ass. The Chiefs are looking better and better as the season goes on. Give me the Chiefs and... Yeah, me the cover. Give me the cover. Don't care. Yeah, yeah give me the cover. What about the Niners, Saints, and San Francisco, which is really Santa Clara? Just it's nine and a line. half. Just nine and a half. Yeah, go ahead, Niners. Yeah, uh, just pack- yeah. Packers Eagles is Sunday night, six and a half for Philly. I feel like that's a trap. I do too. I I think the Eagles win, and stay ahead of the Cowboys. But I like the Packers to cover. I'm with you on this. But one. I also am terrified the Packers is, are going to eat shit. You know, I this, think. Ah, oh God, no! I'll take the Packers covering. I I'm with you. I think that's a concern, but with how bad that the that the Philadelphia run defense has been without without Jordan Davis, the Packers have a back that can take advantage of that. Probably not enough to the point where they can win this game, but they do have something they can advantage. Of that. I think it's stick close, but I think Philadelphia pulls out in the end. So yeah, give me Philly win, Green Bay cover. And then to round out Week Twelve, America, I no. apologize. God, no. It is two teams who do not believe in scoring touchdowns. There are two of the worst matchups I've seen all year this year, this this week. Denver, Carolina, and Pittsburgh, Indy is just cruel and unusual. I don't know how, how did the this game are... not get flexed. I It's one more week for Monday Night Football. Oh, that's unfortunate. And then here's the worst part. Colts, Cowboys is week 13 Sunday Night Football. They didn't flex it. I have no clue why they didn't flex that. Well, I mean, Dallas, that's why. But <laughs> you've got to have an entertaining product. And and I mean no offense in this. Indianapolis, Dallas is not an entertaining product. No, Micah Parsons might have 20 sacks that game. And then you have Kansas City Cincy is that in week 13. Do you think CBS didn't want to give up that game? Ooh, you're probably right on that. They probably did try and flex it. CBS is like, <laughs> no. And then no. Um. I don't know how the Colts are favored by two and a half. I I have no earthly idea. Because the Pitt Steelers suck ass. Have you seen the Indianapolis Colts attempt to play football? At I least know. offensive football. And now they have oh. TJ Watt back on the other side. I can't. I can't. Look, I think the Steelers offense sucks. I'm coming around to the fact that your defense is good. Potentially very good. But I just can't in good conscience, pick that offensive line against TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. I just can't. It, it, it's cruel and unusual. Stefan, Stefan Tewitt's still there. I just did all this crap. I think he is. Um, I, I just, I can't, I can't do it. Your O-line's so bad. Your team is so run heavy that running into that is suicide. Give me the Steelers. I'm going to take the Colts at pure fandom. Fair. As- I like honestly, I root for a tie. I want a tie on Monday Night Football so they can forever flex games going in into Week Twelve and not Week Thirteen. This game is the definition of the kind of game that I, if I was not doing this show, I would not touch with a ten foot pole. No, don't. There. Let's see. This game, Broncos Panthers. Bucks, Browns, and Chiefs, Rams. I would not 
even attempt the bat. You would have to put a gun to my head. Exactly. Like, oh man. This game, I think, is the worst, though. Because, like, the Denver Carolina, I have a pretty good idea. I think Denver will win that game. Is that betting advice? No, do not take that as such. But that one, I'm a little more confident. This game, I have no clue, legitimately. I don't either. Bad offensively challenged teams. And that's the problem, right? Mm -hmm. They both have weapons, they both have had flashes. Their defenses are good to very good. But uh, you can't trust the Colts' offense at all, except for maybe two good drives a game. Maybe. And the Steelers, it, it all depends on Kenny Pickett. Yeah, and this week I'll ride with Kenny Pickett, but that's mostly because I just can't ride with the Colts' offense. That's it. Neil, what else are you looking forward to for this holiday weekend? Um... You know, Any college football matchups that people should know about? Not particularly. Well, tune in to Michigan, Michigan, or Michigan, Ohio State. Oh, that's right. That is this weekend. Is yeah, people Eastern? should watch that. I think Ohio State's going to win that game pretty handily, though. Sorry, uh, sorry, Wolverines fans. I I don't know. Actually, are they going to play physical for once, Ohio State? Well, unless Michigan gets a lot healthier a lot quicker, I don't see them winning that game. Um, Hopefully, Utah's, by the time you listen to this, Utah's playing in the Pac-12 title game. We are big Beaver fans on this podcast. Go Beavs, go. Go Beavs. I have nothing else. I just hope Utah wins in Colorado. Send the seniors on a good note. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anything else, Neil, before we put a bow on it? No, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving and uh, enjoy the football weekend. I agree with that. Until then, we'll record probably after the Colts-Steelers offense-attempted football game. And be, uh, It will be offensive. It will be. Until then, uh, hope your college team does well in the last official weekend of the college football season. And that your other teams do well. And root for America Tuesday. I'll say it again on Monday. Have a great night. Bye.